forty percent to me is a violent discount and not untypical. And <laughs> <laughs> others, you're violating your P and L. If, if yes. every time you, you're yeah. training people to buy at a point where you're making a loss, that is yeah. not a good idea. Hey folks, this is Michael Vizi from Amazing FBA Podcast for Amazon Sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best AI repricer for Amazon profits. Private label sellers, are you wasting your cash? Eva reprices your products for you, and the result is up to 50% more profits. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers in the USA and is now out for British and European sellers as well. For a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. New e-commerce sellers always tell me they want more traffic to their website. When I ask why, they say they need more sales. In this episode, we're going to talk about how returning customer rates directly impact your conversion rate. We're going to give you eight bonus ways to improve your returning customers to your site and ultimately the opportunity to make more sales with equal or fewer customers, both to Shopify and to Amazon product listings. So, Michael, are you ready to jump into this topic? Absolutely, yeah. I like this a lot. And, and yeah, more traffic is always apparently the answer, but it nearly always isn't what people mm-hmm. really want. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is great stuff. So, this is really part of our conversion rates optimization, I suppose, mini-series. So, the last time you used a great phrase, conversion rate possibilities frontier, which I thought was very cool. Can you quickly recap what that means? Sure, yeah. It's a phrase from production work and uh, the possibilities frontier. And so for conversion rates, if we apply to that, just make a standard chart, you know, on a piece of paper and in the bottom left corner, draw a little bubble and put your current conversion rate in that bubble. That's your current conversion rate. And then draw a second bubble out further up and to the right and double the conversion rate. So if you're at 2%, you know, that bubble would be 4%. If you're at 3%, it would be 6 And then do it again. So you've got this chart that represents for you these order of magnitudes of doublings of your conversion rate. And the question is, what would it mean for you financially if that happened? And so you want to think through that. When you double your conversion rate, you're doubling your revenue with zero additional marketing costs. You double your conversion rate, you're radically improving the results of your advertising and marketing. You double your conversion rate, you have more money from fewer customers, which is always a good way to go. And you'll likely more than double your profits. You definitely mathematically more than double your profits uh, if you double your conversion rate. So if there's one thing to obsess over, it is how to get your conversion rate up, you know, and and definitely before you blow a lot of money on advertising, (laughs) you know, because it's like a a leaky bucket, right? That that metaphor of, you know, you don't, you want to fill the holes in your bucket, 
before you add a lot of water. And so you don't want to be spending a lot of money on Facebook ads or anything like that if you have a real conversion rate. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. agree with that. And it's exactly the same thing on the Amazon world. If you, before you send a, a ton of money on Amazon ads, it could be just as bad as Google ads. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, in fact, one of the, the main things that I was trying to get people to obsess about and the talk I gave at the White Label Expo was indeed obsessing about conversion rate optimization as a kind of, you know, the thing to obsess about mm-hmm. rather than how to get more traffic. So Talking of which then, so we're, we're t- talking today then about how to the returning customer rate impacts your conversion rate. So let's get into this. I mean, but first of all, what is returning yeah. customer rate and, and yeah. why is it so important? Yeah, well, in Shopify analytics dashboard, there's a very nice couple of charts that you can look at. Top right corner, you've got your new versus returning customers as a percentage for any time period. And it's a very nice chart to look at. And a lot of people are like, hmm, okay. And when I really start to work with our coaching clients on this, I, I obsess over this and they're like, what is, we're like, what's, what's your deal with this chart? Like, well, let me explain this to you. And so there's definitely, I guess you could say correlation between the returning visitor rate and your conversion rate. And so, you know, I'll just back the envelope. This is kind of how I would think about it. And this isn't scientific, but I'll just say, I've looked at a ton of Shopify sites with people. And I can tell you it's something, some scientists should do the work, but it's something like this. If you have less than 10% of your visitors that are returning, meaning 90% of your visitors are new to your site, your conversion rate is going to be less than 1%. Probably. I mean, I, I would imagine. I mean, you know, this is close enough for horseshoes and hand grenades. If you have a returning customer rate of, you know, 10 to 30%, so, you know, you know, 70% of your visitors are brand new, you're going to have a conversion rate that's in like the 2% range. 2% conversion rate for Shopify sites is like the industry average. That's the, and then the high, you see what I'm doing here. So the higher your returning customer, you know, or returning visitor uh, number is, the more that conversion rate is going to be drawn up. And so, you know, and I, I look at sites all the time and the conversion rate on one of my sites is 18.4%. And the conversion uh, or the customer rate, the, the returning rate is over 40%. So, you know, you've got this, this focus on this, how many people are new versus returning and what does that do to my conversion rate? And it's that simple. And to geek out over that, to think about that, to apply that to your business is really, really central to the idea of this conversion rate frontiers, you know, improvement. It's interesting. And we, so we are talking about traffic, but we're talking about not new traffic, but you know, existing people. And mm-hmm. we're also reverse engineering from the conversion rate. So it's interesting mm-hmm. how we're working back towards that traffic obsession that you say people come to you with, but mm-hmm. but from a sort of conversion rate point. Okay. Yeah. So obviously yeah. now we, we know how important it is to get customers to return a second, third, a, a tenth, whatever it is time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we go about actually doing that? Yeah, there's so many ways that you can think about doing this. I have a list of eight here I want to mention. I would just rattle them off and talk about them a little bit, but but this is not a comprehensive list. I mean, there's a lot of things beyond this if we really all put our heads together and thought about it. And so, yeah, let me let me go through a few of these and, and we can just, you know, spitball together about the importance of these. Um, the first thing I would just say to to everyone on a Shopify site, and this doesn't correlate to or, or, or relate to Amazon so much, but Michael, you'll have to rationalize these for us for, for the Amazon audience. But, but the first thing you want to do is you want to try to capture their email address on the first go. The first visit, you definitely want to get their email address. That's your ticket to future returning you know, strategies frequently. It's not the only ticket, but it's one of the tickets. 
So you definitely want to, to try to get their email address with a very powerful ethical bribe. The ethical bribe you can test over time. A lot of people will just do a pop-up that says, you know, hey, before you go, love to have you buy something. Here's a 10% off first buyer coupon or, you know, whatever. Other people will do an info product, how-to guide, something that feels very meaningful and relevant to your uh, visitor. The goal is to get that email address. And then, of course, you want on the back end of that email address opt-in to have a welcome series that's maybe three to six messages that would go to them over the course of the first week to 10 days. Every one of those welcome messages should give them a reason to return to your website. So just by capturing the email address, you then put them in the pipeline for you know three to six meaningful ways that they should come back to your website. And we've done... Uh, welcome series of conversations before, but there's, you know, there's a whole set of things you can include in those automation sequences that help people get back. So that's, I, I would say that's the first tip or trick is absolutely go for email address as the first thing. So, yeah, I think that's, uh, it's the old school marketing thing that they still say, you know, the money's in the list. And I think it is, although I would say perhaps a, a nuance is the money's in the relationship to the list, but assuming mm-hmm. that you send them emails that are relevant and interesting and engaging for who they are. Absolutely right. And I would say for Amazon sellers, you should start obsessing about list building off Amazon right now because it's getting harder and harder, you know, each six month period really to, to get hold of customer data from Amazon. Google SEO plus email list building is a great medium to marketing asset for somebody who mm-hmm. sells, even if they sell only on Amazon to start with. Over time, you then get the choice. Do you want to set your own D2C site up? And if so, that's a great asset. So I think an email list is a great asset for product launch, even if you sell 100% on Amazon at the moment. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that really will important. really impact the algorithm. You send traffic and sales that are high converting traffic and sales to your Amazon listing. And it's going to, you know, it's going to really, really impact the algorithm, isn't it? 100%. Yeah. 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 And also it gives you that control that you have uh, a list. If, you know, Amazon does shut you down, you have got to direct mm-hmm. to consumer site that is a small mm-hmm. percentage of your sales that you can ramp that up if you need to, if Amazon does suspend your account. But also, yeah, you will just drive more sales and your competitors won't be able to re- reverse engineer directly yeah. on the Amazon platform what it is you're doing as well. So yeah. it's just got a host of upsides to it, really. I'm sorry, man. I just added a ninth way. That <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, I'm increasing our list here. Can I mention one other top Please of do. just first initial thing? You absolutely definitely need to have your pixels set up on your Shopify site if you're a Shopify site, you know, person. And that would be um, Google. Uh, pixel and Facebook pixel so that you can then subsequently retarget them. That is your ticket to ride for future retargeting. So if your email address acquisition is a ticket to ride for future email marketing, you're pixeling them as a ticket to ride for the future, you know, ad, you know, paid advertising work to put back in front of them, your products or your brand, et cetera, et cetera. That's a very obvious setup thing. It's a one-time thing that you then use in Google or Facebook to build campaigns around. Uh, but yeah. if you don't have that set up in your Shopify site, you're missing out on a huge opportunity to get returning customers. Yeah. And I would say anyone, um, Amazon-based sellers or focused, shall we say, this is harder to justify in the short term because yeah. it could be a very expensive way of doing an Amazon launch. But I would say in the medium term, it still applies because you don't know whether your DTC sites can be taking off in 6, 12, 18 months. And if it yeah. is, at that point, you want to have built that list. So it's kind of building now for future use, really, isn't it? It's very much a future kind of thinking of uh, sort of assets, I think. Yeah, and it's if you're just straight Amazon seller, it's hard to apply. I mean, this is a Shopify strategy more. Mm. But yeah. Okay, so that's the second one. So third one is get them to buy anything. 
<laughs> on your site on their first visit. Now, I know this sounds like duh-ism, but what I mean by this specifically is think about like a Walmart or like a convenience store. What you want to do is set up your site so that your customer has a absolute no-brainer checkout process for something that is valuable to them. And the simplest way to do this is, and this is really important. So if you're, if you run on Shopify, listen to me really closely right now. I've done like 4 million transactions on Shopify. I'm telling you, I know this is, this is the real deal. A lot of people will have like a little guide or a little PDF document, a little, a little manual or something like that. And they'll just have it on their site as like a PDF or even just page content. And the absolute number one thing you can do is just convert that into an information product that is a PDF that they get by checking out. So it's a product in your store. They go through the product checkout system. They add it to their cart. Then they download it. They know it's free or maybe so you can make it a, you know, a 99 cent thing or whatever. That's not about making money. That is about them setting up an account and having the checkout experience in an early, you know, or ideally first visit to your website. That is so foundationally important. I just can't like stress it enough. If you do that, if you get them to go through your site for an item you know, early in their, you know, visiting their first visit, they will know your checkout system, but most importantly, you will have all their data. They will have gone through and either set up an account that's not registered. So there's different rules or treatment there, which is a whole geek out thing. But then they might they might you know claim their account or set up their account in a way that then you're good to go in terms of other strategies now that could be unlocked now that you have all their data and I'll talk about those other strategies in a minute. But this idea of getting them to buy anything it does not matter your cost of you know I mean it's, it's not about making money that is central to the idea of getting good solid returning customer or returning visitors to your site over time. I love it. I'm just trying to think desperately whether there's a sort of Amazon angle to this. I guess there isn't particularly. So there's well, another reason to have a direct to consumer site, really, I suppose. I would say the the one thing that you would, the, the way in which you would metabolize this for Amazon would be if you have a suite of products, think about the loss leader product. If mm. you're in a category, think about what item is hot, hot, hot that you don't care if you make any money on. You're just trying to get your foot in the door with a customer because the domino, the, the free domino knocks over the other paid dominoes. And so, you know, maybe you sell a collection of, I don't know, I'm working on my greenhouse right now. So it's like maybe you sell a collection of greenhouse, you know, plastic and roof, you know, ridge caps and plexiglass. Like I'm buying all this stuff. I'm literally spending thousands of dollars on this ridiculous greenhouse. Maybe you sell all that stuff on Amazon. And you know that there's one thing that's really, really needed. Maybe it's the screws that hold down the plex. Think about what could be a loss leader for you. And then branding and, you know, your 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 whole system kicks in to support the customer. So that's the only equivalent, I would say, for Amazon seller that I can think of. But, yeah, it's it's not so applicable, but it's it's cer yeah. certainly that the idea of a loss leader. And I really, really love what you're saying. I mean, obviously, for anyone who owns their insight, the idea of turning... A, a sort of free skirmish mm -hmm. as it were sort of mm -hmm. dipping your toe into the water into an actual transaction there's psychology and and data gathering that's fantastic there i love that what's the fourth way to get the visitors come back then yeah this one gets into sort of marketing strategy stuff but the the, the way in which we like to do this one and the, the title of it would be give them a structured reason 
to return to your site. And what I mean by structured reason is give them a reason that you can tell them once that they'll remember forever. And the ideas here are, for example, like what we've done since 2013 is we have a program we call Freebie Friday. Come to our site on Friday and you're going to get a free pattern. We've done that like, you know, I mean, that's that's once customers hear that in our welcome series, they're like, oh, I'm coming next Friday. That's a very simple example of a structured reason to come back. The other things you could do is like we drop a new recipe every Monday if you're in the you know specialty foods category or something like that. Or you could do something like we do Thursday night lives and come at 5 p.m. on Thursday and we'll you know you'll join us live and we'll uh, be talking about products and our new items that you know and and those types of structured events give customers a mental little open loop this is the little open loop in their mind what oh twice yearly sale oh that's always the first week of june and the last week of december oh i gotta remember that you know stuff like that oh black friday to cyber monday that you know that they always do a big special every year i'm coming back black friday to cyber monday so these kinds of structured reasons are incredibly important because all a customer has to do is hear that one time and then your opportunity or the odds that they will return at those right times is really, really, you know, dramatic. So that's structured. Like, yeah. I like it a lot. And there's no reason why Amazon focused sellers and again, seller meaning that's where you sell, but that doesn't mean your entire business exists there in terms of your relationships with the customers, which is the piece that is so missing. No reason why you can't do a freebie Friday via a coupon code for Amazon recipes or anything like that can be on the blog. Mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. you do a live on the blog or on zoom or, or any other way you want. Really a sale can be run obviously via Amazon, but you can advertise it via your email mm -hmm. list or via live. And, and again, annual event. I think that we give up a bit too much as a, a as people if you focus on amazon as a sales channel and just go well we're just going to go with their black friday promotions and stuff mm -hmm. there's no reason why your rhythm can't be different so really like this a lot actually it's, it's all yeah terrible. when when it was alibaba who made friends day when they did that <laughs> i was like look what they're doing that's just so like obvious but also genius yeah there's no reason every brand can't have their own annualized special thing you make yeah. your own day make it your founder's day when you started your company or make it your birthday or, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. You can have your own structured annualized event where you give your best sale, you give your best products, new things, whatever, whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. Those are all, that, that's the whole category structured reasons to come back. Really yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of basically developing a rhythm and inviting your customers to step into it rather than being mm -hmm. passive. I, I really like that a lot. Yep. Okay. What's the, the next thing? So we've got a list of nine now, so we're going to get motoring. What's the fifth exactly reason? Exactly right. Okay. So, <laughs> so what are we on? We're, we're on uh, five. Number so five, number think, yeah. five is very similar, but it, obviously it's give them a one-off reason to come back. And this is where your communication, you know, touch points with them are vital. So a one-off reason to come back is to have a sale. Hey, this Tuesday, 24 hour sale, or, Hey, we're launching a new product, you know, on November 1st, we're so excited about it. It's going to be amazing. You've all asked for it. Be sure to show up limited quantity, whatever. Or maybe it's something like an info thing, like a, Hey, we're having a meetup for all of our, you know, customers, a virtual event on our website. Everybody come, we're going to give away prizes, whatever. Maybe it's a contest. Big contest, you know, comment contest, whatever. These ideas of one-off reasons, they are marketing gold. And whenever you have a problem with sales, a problem with bad 
you know, returning customer or returning visitor rates, you actually have a creative marketing problem. I mean, you, you just have a mental block. You just haven't thought of a good reason why. And so create a good reason why that's valuable to you and not giving away the farm. You know, you're not like slash and burn uh, or anything like that. But, but it is an interesting hook, a reason why people would come back to the, to the, to the website and then to buy something. This is, this is probably the most intense energy required for, you know, e-commerce marketers, this category of, you know, special reason. But it's where, you know, many people just make their, their huge outcome a possibility. And the difference between a site that's run with no creative marketing and special reason why versus one where there's a special reason why every week. The outcomes, I mean, you know, you're talking about doubling or tripling or quadrupling your annual outcome just by adding this layer. So really like this. And obviously you're total specialist in contests. So, you know, respect for for the the provenance of this. You know, you absolutely know what you're talking about with this. I think the the lack of imagination as opposed to giving away the farm is a real, real problem with e-commerce, particularly those who focus on Amazon. But not only there's a tendency to go, oh, I've got an email list and they do two things. Number one, they they neglect them. And then number two, they offer them a violent discount is Mm -hmm. their only way of interacting (laughs) with them. It's it's like, you know, like 50 percent off or 30 percent off, you know, in other words, what? think of your profit margin and give it away you know and it's it's okay as a a desperate way to launch products and if you're then relying on seo on amazon to do the the rest of the heavy lifting but it's it's just yeah it's it's rather yeah violent i say violent because it does violent things to your your uh, profit and loss statement yeah for sure yeah it's it's not and and it's not a very good relationship to have because it's basically a bit like sort of yeah. It's a bit like some guy coming up to you in the street shouting who you vaguely know and say, Hey, Mike, how are you doing? You can have this for five quid off. You kind of feels grumpy and uncomfortable. Too American you know? for the British. Well, no, not so much that I can imagine you, know, you could do that anywhere in the world, but it, no, it's so, just kind of like, it's not a, yeah. it's not a good relationship. If I have a relationship where people keep offering me value and then they offer me a modest discount, then I feel yeah. that's a natural outgrowth of that relationship. Whereas a lot of the time I see people just doing nothing with their lists. And then yeah. after months, they're launching a product and they suddenly mm-hmm. offer everyone 30% discount once a day for a week. It's so and, common. It's so yeah. common. The other thing, of course, that you're doing there is, you know, there's an old whatever phrase that says, you know, what you catch them with, you have to keep them with. Right. And if you train your customers that they're coming back to your website because you're violently (laughs) discounting, then they know that. And after a time or two, then they're like, oh, oh, this is what they do. They, you know, they, they'll, they'll put a sale on 40% off if I just wait and you'll train them. And you don't yeah. want to do that. So you do have Bottom to be more up. creative than that. Yeah. Yeah. 40% to me is a violent discount and not <laughs> untypical. In other words, you're violating your PL. If, you, if yes. every time you, you're yeah. training people to buy at a point where you're making a loss, that is yeah. not a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. if you've got a, a decent margin and you can give them 10% off and that's valuable to them and you still have a nice profit margin left after, that's sustainable. So yeah. I yeah. guess that's what I mean. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.